Revelation 22.12, speaking of our Lord Jesus, tells us, Behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to render to every man according to what he has done. Today, join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church International family as we look at this vital topic, the second coming of Jesus. Here's Pastor Paul. We are talking about preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming of Jesus Christ. So if you put it another title to this, what you need to know about the second coming of Jesus Christ. One time, um, you, you see, uh, as Christians, um, we inwardly grown. One time we're doing an outreach in the community, in one of the apartments here. And we're talking to a gentleman, and he, I mean, we're telling him about the coming of Jesus Christ. And you could tell him he was taking a beating from life. He was so frustrated. And he said, I wish Jesus had come um, by now. And really, whether he knew it or not, um, he, wasn't, uh, he was saved at the time. But whether he, he, he realized it or not, he was very scriptural. In Romans chapter 8, verse 23, he says, Not only that, but we also have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Some way, somehow, we groan inwardly for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even as we have entered a new month, I pray in the name of Jesus, may you experience God's best in this new month. And I pray, uh, you see, we groan. So sometimes, uh, I don't know about you, I pray that you are not groaning out of frustration in life and you are frustrated in any area of your life. May God step in and turn the circumstances of your li of life around. But sometimes I just pray to God, Lord, let me, I mean, even if you are not coming right now, let me take a field trip to heaven and come back. <laughs> One of these days, you will grant my prayer. Just a field trip, not to stay there if I'm not done yet. Just go there, look around, just take a tour, and then come back. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's turn with me to Acts 1.11. Acts 1.11. We are in the post-resurrection, celebrating the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ still. Still within that 40 days. And one of the things he said to his disciples before he left was in Acts chapter 1. Let's step, take a step back. Acts 1 10 says, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. One of these days, there's an event coming up. The same way those disciples saw him go into heaven, he's going to come back. Turn with me also to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 13. He says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who are falling asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. You see, death for a Christian is not a hopeless thing. You don't need to sorrow like someone who doesn't have any hope. 
15, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Please share this on social media. This will be one of the most important things. If you're on Facebook, start a watch party. This will be one of the most important messages you want your friends and family to hear. He's saying that the Lord himself we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. The Lord would himself descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17 says, They who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. The word caught up there is the word hapazo. It means to, to cut away, to, to snap, I mean, grasp quickly. And, and, and that is where we get the word rapture from, our word rapture from. It's an act of transportation. We see that word in Matthew chapter 13, 19 as well. You see, there has been a precedent in the earth. And the precedent is when sin becomes a lot before the earth is destroyed or before because before a place is destroyed god takes away the righteous people out of the scene we see that precedent turn with me to genesis chapter 18 verse 17 thank you lord jesus genesis chapter 18 verse 17 thank you lord and the lord said shall i hide from abraham what i am doing since Abraham shall become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep, notice this, the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Before I go on, this is a good place for fathers. He says Abraham is going to command his household. Fathers, command your households to do the right thing, to walk in the way of the Lord. Somebody say, I'm telling them. No, he didn't say tell them. He said command. It's different from just urging and just encouraging. <laughs> they are two different things. <laughs> he says he will command his children and his household after him. And if you are commanding your household to do wrong as a father, today is the day to repent and to turn around. As you are hearing this message. Anyway, I, just, I thought I would throw that in there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, and the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because, notice this phrase, their sin is very grave. Their sin is very grave. Verse 23 says, and Abraham came near and said, Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Here he touched the soft, God's soft spot. And he continued to pray. And, then, and he said, Suppose there are 50 righteous within the city. Will you also destroy the place and, will, will, and not spare it for the 50 righteous there with, with, 
that were in it. Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you, shall not the judge of all the earth do right. So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. Then Abraham answered and said, indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose there are five less than the fifty righteous. Will you destroy all of the city for lack of five? So he said, if I find the forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, suppose there should be forty-four there. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of forty. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak, suppose 30 be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, indeed now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 20. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry and I will speak but once more. Suppose 10 be found there. He said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So the Lord went his way. As soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. You see, he touched God, and that is a good way to pray. He was bargaining with God, and sometimes that's a, that's a good way to pray. Lord, oh, are you going to, concerning my marriage, are you going to let me be 30, 35 before I marry? Look at how I've served you, and I've been faithful to you all this while. Look at how I've been faithful in, in, in sowing my tithes and my offerings. Oh, do I not deserve to, to, to be repaid? That's how Hezekiah prayed. He said, Lord, I have saved you as best as I know how. And you see, you see God, God will always, it's a precedent here, he touched God at that place. Are you going to destroy the, the, the wicked with the righteous? No, that is not God's character. God is one who rewards. Are you going to treat good people the same way as sinners? No. One time in Luke chapter 7, a certain man came to Jesus. And if he was living in our day, we we'll say he sent Jesus an email to come and pray for, for, for his child. While Jesus was on the way, Jesus receives a call on his mobile phone saying, Oh, your child, your, your, your child, your, I, mean, don't, you, you, I mean, you don't need to come to my place. But the people made a statement. They said, Lord Jesus, remember this man. He has built us a synagogue. He has been faithful. He has said you. Please remember and do something about this circumstance. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God reward you for your service. I said, may God reward you for your service. I said, may God reward you for your service. May God reward you for your faithfulness. This morning, may God remember you. We trust you're being blessed by this Word Mission Church International message. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs, and we look forward to meeting you in person soon. Text us at 719-235-5535 with any questions or for prayer. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org for more life-giving messages. Learn about our famous kids' church, Lion and Lamb series. Connect with local or foreign missions like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to get notifications for live stream. Subscribe on YouTube and even watch live 
on www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. Let's continue this insightful message. You, you see, there is a, there is a season. Uh, you, you deserve a miracle. May God give you a miracle. I said this morning, may God give you a miracle. In this season, with all that is going on, may God give you a miracle. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are different seasons. We don't all have the same seasons in life. But I see that your season will come. I see that your season is here. In Psalm 1-3, he says that you will bear your fruit. When you meditate on God's word and walk in his ways, you will bear your fruit in your season. May you bear your fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, anyone who has laughed at you. Oh, may your, may, may, may your, may your sorrow and mourning be turned into laughter. There is a season for everything. You, you see, I mean, I, mean, I mean, a child may de desire, a I mean, a, a woman may desire a child at 16. But how many of you know if you give birth to a child at 16 and you are not married, there are so many problems with it. You and your child will be going to school together. That's, that's not right. <laughs> so there, there are seasons for everything. You see, but here, out of all the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, only four people came out. Few were saved. Only Lot, his wife, and his, and his two daughters. And even then, Lot's wife didn't, didn't, didn't make it. So that's one precedent. The sin was so much, God destroyed. He said the sin is grave. There was another precedent in Genesis chapter 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis chapter 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice this, Noah and his family. He says, so the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you... Oh, I'm... I'm pull up the wrong reference genesis 7 my apologies he says then the lord said to noah come into the ark you and all your household because i have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation i've seen that you are doing your very best i see that you are different in your generation and i pray in the midst of all that is going on in the midst of the wickedness in the midst of this chaos i pray may god look at you and say that you are different in your generation I said, may God look at you and say you are different in your generation. He says, you shall take with you seven each of every clean animal. A male and female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his, and, and his female. Also seven each of birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of all the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth, 40 days and 49, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all living things I have made. Notice, jump, we go, so verse 7 says, So Noah, with his, wife, with his sons, his wife, and his two sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. And he says, of, verse 9 says, Two by two, they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. The question is, again, why did this happen? Noah was the only righteous person in his generation. Go a step back into Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Notice it again. Notice this. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. 
And it says, and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the earth, for I am sorry that I have found, that I've made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Again, the earth was destroyed for the same reason as Sodom and Gomorrah, because the wickedness of man was great, great in the earth. That testimony is like us in these days. The wickedness of man in the earth is great. The sin is a lot. So when it gets to that point, the, the, I mean, God has to do something. The earth is destroyed. And, 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 but before that happens, the principle that we are seeing here is God takes away the righteous before all that come, comes up. So it has happened before and it's going to happen again. One of these days, the trumpet, the angel, is going to sound that trumpet. Blow that trumpet for me, please. <laughs> it's going to sound. And the Bible says that Jesus will, 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 will come in the air. And when the church goes away, oh, it marks the beginning of a systematic period to, to, for the earth to be destroyed. And you see, you see, you see it, it, it's happened before, it's going, it's, it's going to happen again. Oh, one of these days, if, if, if I'm alive when he comes, I'll be preaching, I'll be holding my tablet, and then you'll hear that trumpet, blow that trumpet again for me, please. Oh, and I will be gone and the tablet will be left here. <laughs> oh, you may be driving. You may be in a bus. And all of a sudden, the trumpet will sound. And, and, and the driver, if he's a Christian, if he was singing and rejoicing in the bus before, if he's a Christian, the bus, he will be gone. Chaos. There will be chaos in the earth like you have never seen before. And somebody in the bus will say, what happened to this driver? Sister, he's gone. <laughs> he's checked out. He's not here. <laughs> One of these days, you may say, Pastor, oh, my father has bought a ticket for me to go to New York. <laughs> you are on that flight. As it approaches New York, the pilot announces, we are approaching JFK International Airport. The weather in New York is whatever degrees it is. Fasten your seatbelt, pull up your tray table, get ready for London. And you hear the trumpet. Blow that trumpet for me again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> The pilot may be a Christian. Where is he? He's gone. And if you have been watching those movies where, where, where they teach how to drive a plane, you better start learning if you are not a Christian. You will have to man the plane. <laughs> Air traffic controllers disappeared. What happened? The trumpet was gone. And someone will say, I don't believe it. Well, you keep your not believing. We will leave you behind to sort things out. <laughs> Some people may not even be aware. It may be in the, you may be in the nightclub, jamming all night long. <laughs> it's dark in there. And because of the noise, when the trumpet went off, you didn't hear anything. You came out and you saw all these, you see all these accidents. Cars are upside down, all that. What happened? Yeah, I know this relative 
I heard pastor preaching like this, talking about the rapture, talking about the second coming of Jesus. I heard people talking about it. Let me call this relative. I know they are, they are strong Christians. You call them. <laughs> and he says, the cell phone number that you have called is either switched off or out of coverage area. <laughs> This is 4 a.m. I just they can't they can't be out of coverage area. Brother, they are out of coverage area. There's a different, they're on a different planet. <laughs> they are in heaven, out of coverage area. We well, say, Lord, let me call this, 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 this person that was talking to me. Let me go to their house. They used to talk to they had they had they had three children. They've named them all J's. That's like mine. Jeremy, John, whatever. Where are you? They are gone. They are gone. One, one time, uh, my, my wife, she woke up and she wasn't seeing all of us. She thought the rapture had come. <laughs> we teased her. They didn't cut the house left behind. <laughs> May that not be your testimony. <laughs> May you make it. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. <laughs> But it will be total chaos like we have never seen before. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But, but the, 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 thing, the thing is, you, you, you see, it's, 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 it's important to be ready. And the question at stake is, you think this coronavirus is chaos? This thing, you haven't seen anything yet. It's, it's when the church gets out of here, it's going to even be more serious. So be ready. You see, and so many times, you see, that when we get into the, 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 the book of, of Revelations, so many people say, I don't understand the book of Revelations. I'll, I'll, I'll try to help. It's, you see, God won't give us anything that he doesn't intend for us to, I mean, how, what's the point of making a meal if we can't eat it? What's the point of giving us the book if you can't understand it? I'll break it down, break it down very, 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 to make it simple. Chapter 1 in Revelations, because in Revelations 1, it talks about the fact that blessed is he who reads this book. Chapter 1 talks about the revelation of, 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 of Jesus to John. 2 and 3 talks about the churches that were existing in Asia Minor at the time. When you, uh, when you leave chapter 3, you don't see the church there anymore. You don't see that, the, I mean, the, you can find just one or two references to the church. The church is, 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 is gone. And if we are in the church age, one of these days, the church will be gone. And you have to be ready. Chapter 4, he has a revelation of heaven. Chapter 5, he has a revelation of Jesus as the Lamb of God. And then in chapter 6, he starts, there's, there's, there, there, there are seven seals. And every time a seal is opened, one act of destruction happens. After the seven seals, seven trumpets are blown. And after the seven trumpets, then there's the, the, there's the, there's the seven vials or the seven bowls. When every one of them gets emptied, something happens. After these 21 events, the earth will be completely destroyed. Then there is the millennium reign of Christ. Then there is the new heaven and the new earth. Then it, it, all, it all wraps up in chapter 2. So this is Revelations simplified. It shouldn't be that difficult. But the, the, the thing is, 
in 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 revelations of in, in chapter six we see the antichrist this is after the church is gone and, and you don't you don't want to be here it, it won't even be funny i'm not planning to be here i'll be in, in heaven with jesus We'll be, I mean, we'll be, I'll be drinking tea and watching the events down here in heaven, if there's tea up there. <laughs> don't, don't plan to be here. We trust this message was timely and a blessing. We'd love to hear from you. Text 719-235-5535 for prayer or any questions you may have. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more about our local and foreign missions, our super fun and Bible-rich kids' church, prayer meetings, and so much more. Like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to view us on live streaming. Subscribe on YouTube and let us hear from you. To partner with us in spreading the gospel, please text G-I-V-E, that's GIVE, to 719-235-5911. Word Mission Church International, a church you can call home.